Okay, Simon, great to see you, brother. Great to have you on the show. Um, welcome to the AS Natural Health Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, so glad to, to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So Simon Schmidt, he lives in Switzerland, and he has a, bit, he has a master's in business and economics. He did a year-long internship at the Federal Office of Public Health. Currently, he works at the biggest health insurance company in Switzerland. However, he feels a calling to do, doing something that's going to lead to a greater sense of fulfillment. So he's created a podcast himself called Back Pain Movement. He does not have an AS diagnosis. However, he did experience chronic pain in his back and headaches for 10 years. Um, he created the podcast for people who are in pain and want to get their back strong and flexible again. He's aware that people have been trying all kinds of therapy and getting not the results they're looking for. His mission is to help these people. He believes it's not about enduring Ill illness, it's about preventing it. He's a big fan of uh, the movement culture and he's trained with Ido Portal, who I'm a big fan of. Um, it's great to have you here. <laughs> To have, uh, yeah, to be in your show, I'm so amazed to be here. I, I really looking forward to a great conversation. Me too. Me too, Simon. Me too. So, um, people in Switzerland also have back pain. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no difference there. <laughs> right, right. You know, I always had such an incredible, and still do, impression of of Switzerland. Like everybody is just you know, on a whole other level, but uh, even in Switzerland, there's back pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it's not, it, it's a problem like of, of all modern societies, I think. It doesn't matter on, on which part on the earth, it's just like our modern lifestyle is like a big, big reason for, for back pain, so it doesn't matter in, in which country. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting you say. Uh, um, the way we live now, or the way our culture is, modern living. Um, I agree too. I agree we, we may have lost a connection with uh, our bodies. So let's dive, uh, let's dive right into it with your story and how it began for you. How or when or how old were you when you began to feel those symptoms? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of quite remember how old I was. I just know it was like in my maybe between 11 and 13 years more or less. I remember really well when the headache started because it was just almost like I had these back pains in my neck and then after that I, I got back um, headaches. So uh, I can really well remember that. Um, and then um, yeah, it's just like First, it was just like snake pain, but as, as I was wanted to be a professional football player, I was a goalkeeper, so jumping around a lot, <laughs> probably not the best thing for my back. So, uh, yeah, after a, a time, I got also problems with my lower back. And, yeah, but I, I wanted to be a professional player, so <laughs> mm. I just uh, lived with the pain for, for a while. But, um, yeah... I had to, once I had to, to make a decision, even, yeah, it wasn't hard for me quitting like uh, football, but I think that at that point it was the best thing to do for my health. 
So uh, I did it. And um, first, it, it got better. Even the, yeah, the, the lower back pain, I almost, uh, yeah, was painless. But I still had, like, these headaches and, like, the, yeah, the neck pain. It's just like, like when you're really, really tense here. Probably it's also coming from, I was studying a lot in the, yeah, at the desk, sitting, not moving around that much or just like, yeah, a lot of linear movements. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. no diversity in my movement patterns. So, um, yeah, I think it's a common problem for people who are working in, in front of uh, computers or are studying in front of books and uh, reading a lot. So, um, I have to admit, I still, from time to time, uh, are having these problems, but um, I got, got, yeah, it, it, it is, it is much better now. Okay. And would you, would you say, do you think the, the pain was coming from the soccer or from the football? Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, good question. I'm not sure. I think like probably you can put it down to two parts. First part is like when you're looking to the upper body, like the neck pain and the headaches. I think there, there really is a connection and uh, I think it was probably more a uh, psychological thing there in the, in the headaches and the, um, the neck pains because like this tension, I, I'm not sure, but um, my, um, my parents divorced when I was really young, more or less four years old. And um, I began probably four years ago, I began the therapy um, like a kind of a psych, uh, with a psychologist. And I figured out that I still had like issues from from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going back to this uh, divorce of my parents, and uh, after I I could uh, yeah deal with it in in therapy, it got uh, much much better. So I had had less back pain, and uh, there were other issues like uh, on the psychological side, like uh, mobbing. I I yeah was facing when I was a child. I was like uh, always a good student, probably sometimes, uh, yeah, I was too too keen to be the, the, the best one. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, of course, there, there, are, there were other childs not, not so happy and they, yeah, I was like a victim of, of mobbing and... Um, of like bully, uh, bullying, people bullying, mobbing, yeah, ex- bullying. Right yeah, now. exactly. And um, so... And- I think that was another issue I had to, to deal with, and I, I, I think I had our come now with, with this uh, um, psychologist. And, uh, but still, there are times I'm a really um, yeah, sensible person. Or do you say sensitive? Sensible? Sensitive. Like, uh, sensitive. Sensitive, okay. Yeah. And um, I uh, react like to to. to I could say stress situation. I really, it's like it's like my my weak point, my my upper uh, back, my my neck, my my uh, brain, my my headaches. Yes, yeah, just like when I got stressed, I I normally get headaches. It's just like my my weak point. Okay. I have figured out that. You figured that out. Okay. Yeah, that that is one part, and the other part is like the this this lower back pain I had. I, I think it it could be that it. Yeah, it could be that it uh, did come from from soccer. I'm not sure. 
as I said, I was like goalkeeper and it's like this, this jumping around and probably it's not the best thing for, for your back. But I, I do not think it was the only reason. Mm-hmm. Because as I mentioned it before, it was like, uh, I think every professional in, 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 yeah, no matter in which sports, is like a spe- specialist. And you, you do like, you are a master of these movements in, in this specialized section. But there's a lack of a lot of other movements you are not mm. doing. So I think that that was also part of the problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about that a lot more when we start talking about movement culture. <laughs> which uh, I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast, especially that one gentleman who was talking about uh, learning to live on the ground or, and, and redeveloping your relationship with the ground and talking so much about movement and how, it's really inspiring. Um, love to hear more about that, but uh, first, you really um, piqued a lot of interest in me, and when you started talking about how you um, reacted or responded to um, to your family uh, separating, your parents separating, and um, the the mobbing, the bullying that you experienced, uh, a lot of folks that I've talked to with AS, me included. Um, when I experienced fear or anger, usually went internal, and I didn't. I I would replay the incident over and over and think a lot and recreate the emotions. Can you please talk about that and and your experience with your psychologist and getting over that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like. She told me there are like, I think, fear, uh, four or five different reactions that people are making to like this negative influence that's coming from outside, like this psychological stress. And I do not remember all, but as you said, my reaction was just like to, to get along with it and try to, to figure out a way not, not to be confronted too much to these stressors. So, uh, I, I um, yeah, developed like a pattern, uh, you know, a bad pattern, you could say, that just I, I, I was like, you could say a yes-sayer because I was like afraid of saying no because people could hurt me then because I was not, not, not like feeling my, my uh, yeah, that I self, I'm um, like not a good, yeah, you could say a good person or that I was not aware of my, my strengths and my, yeah, my, my, just my, my corpse, my mind, that I'm a good person as I am. I do not have to be different. And that's, I think that was a big part of the problem. I, I thought maybe we, maybe that, yeah, it's just like I have to be another person. I couldn't like live the life I, I wanted to because I think other people would, would, yeah, would, uh, do bad things again to me because it mm. happened before in school because I, I wasn't hurting everyone. I just was doing my, yeah, I, was, I just was a good student. So, yeah, and uh, and also like when you relate to the divorce, I was just, I, I really had this picture still in my mind. I was just right beside my parents. My mother was talking to my, my father and saying, yeah, she, she, wants, she, she wants a divorce. And... Uh, as I said, it was around four, four years old, so it's it's a really old memory I have, but it's still, yeah, still in my mind, and it was just like I was standing there, and 
I, I couldn't couldn't yeah understand why why are they divorcing what what's happening uh, yeah I, I cannot cannot understand it and it's just like then it was like the, the first step of this this bad direction I went into this creation of this pattern like I was thinking oh probably I I am the problem I, I wasn't aware of that thinking in that moment but after I did this, this therapy, I got aware of it. So, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. Is something wrong with me? What What did I wrong? Um, yeah, I think that's like this, this, this negative structure of thinking that I integrated into, into my, yeah, into my thinking. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big part of it, I think. And also that's, I think that is or was, I, the reason I had that much, um, headaches and probably also back pains it's like all connected together like you you as i would say i also have uh, in my podcast i talked to to a guy he's a, a barefoot coach and he told me like it's um your posture is like how you you move how you you go upright it's like just um, the body language is a sign of your mental um, mental health and you were just going like with this, uh, how do you say, like... Um, uh, hunching over? Yeah, exactly. It's just like something inside you is, is not not in the right in the right order. So you, you cannot just um, like making a therapy just on the physical side. You also have always to put in the, the mental side, the mm. psychological side. Right. Yeah, I believe that's true as well. Um Wondering quickly, do you do you recall exactly the sensation you felt in your body when you experienced those stressors? Um, good question. The sensation I experienced. I think it was just like, as I said, like a feeling of not understanding why this is happening. Probably that's why the also, the body was just like in, in this very moment. It was like I wasn't like in a in a vacuum. You, you couldn't say I was like just like floating around. I wasn't where I was up, where I was down. So um, in this very moment, I, I don't think I had like uh, pains, but it was just like uh, I had no orientation. You could say. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's interesting. Um. What medication? Were you on medication for for the pain at any point? Yeah, normally not. I first I am um, in my yeah my younger years, like between probably ten and twenty. I didn't normally take any any pills because I was still against it. But um, meanwhile, from time to time, when I when I got a, a real bad headache, I'm taking some painkillers. But uh, that's all. I've never been like to special uh, medication. Okay. So it was always I. I figured out a way to live with this with this tension, with these headaches. I almost every day went to school, even if if I had had pain. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like, yeah, I, I I got used to to this pain. I think, or this. It, it wasn't every day I had headaches or back pains or neck pains, but it. Probably I, I could 
Okay, so you do still feel physical and would you say mental symptoms, yet they're yeah. way less severe than they used to be, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. The, as I said, I do not know why. I think there are um, yeah, days that I'm more stressed probably, mm-hmm. and then I, I react to it, like with, with neck pain. Normally with the neck pains, always I get like uh, headaches. So um, I still went uh, or still go to this uh, psychologist, not that often anymore, but uh, I just when I have the feeling, oh, I, I need it, I just make an appointment mm-hmm. to deal with it. So uh, it's really a strong relationship there with her. And she really well, well uh, knows me well because I went there for, for more than four years now. And... Um, Sometimes, probably it's just because I'm not sure, but I, normally I have like my, my morning routine and there are, there are, there are days that I skip it, skip it, skip. and then probably it's just like in my mind, I think, oh, I've <laughs> skipped it, now something isn't, isn't that good with my body, right. and I think it's just like a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy there. Right, okay. Um, makes complete sense. So you still would consider yourself healing. Getting yeah. better. What? What is your morning routine? Tell tell me a little bit about your routine, physical practice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Normally, I get up around between five and six o'clock. Then uh, first thing is just like um, I have like this this bar between my my door where I can um, just uh, where I am hanging from from my bar just to stretch out my my back my spine. So I do do that as long as I can hang, and I do not take the time, but it's probably between one and two minutes, some, somewhere there. After that, I uh, I sit down and I meditate for ten to fifteen minutes. And what kind of I meditation s- do you do? Sorry, Simon. Yeah, um, actually, um, at the moment I I have um, figured out this this app called. Uh, Headspace? Exactly. Yes, Headspace. right. Yeah, there's other people on the show that have talked about it. So good. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. And I found it probably a year ago, and it's really great to me because you, you can, like, um, yes, yeah, select these different um, themes, like probably you have, um, and like, issues with, yeah, pain issues, for example, or you have, like, issues 
you cannot concentrate that well and you just can select this section what what uh, responds the most in that very moment with your yeah with your experience so when there are like 10 to 30 day packages you can um, yeah you can like book and then you're doing this for 10 or to 30 days and uh, I use that and the, the good thing is also that you can like uh, say the pro one five ten or 20 minutes I think per day oh, okay. so you, you can arrange that one day probably uh, I am a little in a hurry and then I just said ah oh, five minutes today is enough and another day I have the feeling I have more time I'm more comfortable to to take 20 minutes out today then I do I do a longer session it really depends Okay. I like this to have this flexibility. Excellent. So great, great! I really can recommend this app. And after that, um, I um, I have like this <laughs> this this movement I learned from Ido Portal at his workshop. It's like, as he said, uh, he thinks like for most people, the best way to get involved with movement is the spine or the back, hmm. because he is thinking that the spine is like the center of your body and when something is wrong with your spine, every other part of, of the body is like, as he would say, uh, I have to say it fucked, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because the whole nerve system is going through your spine, so when the, something is, is blockaded or whatever there is, it's not good at all for, for your body. So you have to really to look after your spine and you're also saying like, you are as old as your spine is. So, um, mm. and I do like first uh, a thing for, um, I think it's three movements. I began with, with uh, an exercise just for the, the middle a part of the spine. It's called thoracic. How do you thoracic. call it? Thoracic. Thoracic. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And then I do another exercise that's like integrating the, the lumbar spine as well. And then the, the whole spine. So that's called spinal wave, and it's it's a really good one. I, I do this for normally five to ten minutes, and it's wow. it looks quite uh, funny <laughs> when you look at this movement. Okay, uh, and it's really it's for me still it's hard. I do this now for more or less two months, and it's because there are so much different little uh, yeah this um, this parts of the spine. How do you call it? It's like this the vertebrae. This, yeah, exactly. You, you have to, to move this sequentially and um, yet it, it needs a lot of brain effort as oh, well okay. because you have to, to create this new nerve, nerve, re, uh, nerve reaction system between your body and your brain and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting process yeah. there because like it's, yeah. It sounds like um, a bit like, I know, um, uh, East Indian East folks Indian. Or, or yogis, yogis. Yeah. they do that with their abdomen, where they learn how to roll their abdomen in and out. Yeah. So, a bit like that. Yes. For your so, yeah, something similar there, yeah. exactly. So, I do that, and then after that, it's like, normally I do a squatting routine. I also have for me the portal, I go down into a squat and do some stretching for my legs, for my... Um, I um, take my, my arm up up to the ceiling and it's just like a little routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, normally I, I do that. It's really a lot of um, 
a lot of movement exercises for my back, for my, for my spine. Beautiful. That sounds, that sounds great. I, I definitely am interested in training with Ido or anyone who's, <laughs> you know, worked under him. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect and interest in, in that whole culture. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about um, um, the movement culture or, or would you like to dive into your podcast? Because I really would like to... Uh, I, of I mean, course, I can first, but it's, it's like connected together, so I can, <laughs> can start with, with the movement culture. Yeah, as I said, I uh, I went to this workshop two months ago, but I probably I have to keep begin even um, uh, further. So it was like one and a year, uh, one and a half year ago. I uh, I was introduced by a Twitter portal by uh, Long Reel. He, he was several times in by in the show with Brian, so I was seeing him, and then I just got uh, yeah, I got amazed about the things he was talking, and I have to, I had or have to yeah, still to Google him sometimes and look what it, yeah, looking what he's doing, and I was really um, fascinated, yeah. So uh, I was watching YouTube videos and just he has like this really fancy stuff that of course you, normal people cannot do but uh, he also have like these routines and um, I was trying to integrate them into my yeah my own daily routine and I, I knew that yeah there was like a, a, a different feeling of, of my body when I when I did this movement so I knew from the very beginning it's something yeah there's something real in it so um, it was like from the beginning, it was a dream, or it became a dream <laughs> of, of, uh, to me to, to go to a workshop of him. And yeah, this summer I went there and with uh, more or less 100 other people interested in movement. And yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's called movement culture because it's, it's about, as the name says, it, it's a culture. It's just like you move together with other people, you're not alone. We are the human. Human is like a social creature, so um, it's it's a lot, lot more fun and interesting to move around with other people. And also seeing this now in my daily routines, like some some kind of movements you can make your own, and probably you have to to make your own. But other things are just not the same doing doing just by yourself. Mm. It's much more fun and interesting to discover things. To Together to play around, probably to motivate each other. So um, I just got—it's it's interesting. Uh, two weeks ago, I got, got a call from from an old friend of mine. I haven't heard of him probably for two or three years, and he was saying, "I saw your pod, or I, I, he listened to my podcast, and he, he saw some uh, some posts about either portal I did on Facebook, and he was so into it and." He told me or asked me if he could someday uh, move around with me together <laughs> because he he was so fascinated about that stuff and yeah I think it's it's like this it's um, it's connecting people together and that's like you have everybody has a different body a different story is a, a individual himself and can contribute like other things to this movement culture and that's that's interesting for me it's like um, like a great 
pot of different ideas, of different thinking, of, yeah, of different people, and then you put it together and yeah, like you, you t together is like uh, a really big, big energized ball, you could say. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I got into this movement, movement culture. And, but I, I, I have to, to say, I'm still at the very beginning. I just like this, trying to getting or get used to the squatting position, like try to to upright my my upper back in this in this position, and it's it's a still still a, a long way to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for the rest of our lives, as our bodies change and our minds change, it's we're going to be constantly shifting and learning more and more. Yeah. Um, I really am very interested in uh, you talking about your podcast. Um, however, first, I just wanted to go over, if you could, a little bit more about specifically how you got from being in pain to being out of pain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or pretty right. much out of pain. <laughs> yeah, um, for you. Said, yeah, go yeah. For it. Like for you. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it was um, <laughs> a long journey. I yeah, w w yeah. Just a, a day, I realized I I had to to do something. I had to to change something. Yeah, in, in my life because I, I do not want to live to my to my end of my life like like this with, with these pains and I went to a lot of therapists I tried a lot of different exercises I went to gym I went to physiotherapists okay. I I went to uh, traditional Chinese medicine experts and it was just like I went there and it it was good during the, the treatment or probably sometimes also a couple of hours, maybe a couple of days after it, but then I was at the same point again. And it's, it was just like this, this, this loop. It was like, yeah, yeah, I go to therapy, it got better. Some days later, I was at the same place again. So um, hmm. it was just like uh, in... Yeah, I was just like running on the same same place. I wasn't coming any further. So that was like that was the feeling, and I tried so much thing and different things, and it was yeah, it was like it was frustrating, and I. But at the same time, I, I, I do not really know because, uh, why it was, but I I, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't to, to to surrender. I wanted to go on. I wanted to to find a solution. Probably it's uh, it's just like my inner yeah my my <laughs> inner self that, that that kept me going. So I, I cannot really explain this, but uh, I yeah I kept going and then it was probably a year ago. I found uh, an osteopath and he was looking at my body and said, oh, look at this, your feet, your knee, your position of your um, hips, uh, your spine, your 
shoulders, your head, and I was just like standing in front of um, of a mirror. And he said, "Look, look, your head is just like this." <laughs> I was, "Oh, really? I haven't, I haven't remarked that before." But it was just like it was really, really weird. My my head was just like, yeah, in this position. Really, how do you say this in English? It's just like tilted. Yeah, <laughs> and a slant. Yeah, a lot. Of, some folks, you look at them and they'll be. Yeah, it's just like. But it, yeah, I wasn't realizing it before, and I went to to specialists. I went to GPs, and they were giving me like this uh, X-ray stuff and what whatsoever this fancy stuff, and they just said, hey, "It's everything all right with you?" And I said, "Oh, probably really. There's something in my brain a problem." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, then I, then I found this ter- therapist, and it, yeah, he just said, before you can even uh, do some exercises with your with your body again, we have to rearrange your body into your natural position. So he began with my feet, as I said, knees, hip, and so on. And uh, yeah, he did that. And of course, the, the body is like... Uh, very intelligent. He, <laughs> he he tries to to get used to wrong positions as well. Not that he is not or that he not has to use that much energy. Mm. So um, it was it's, it was really hard to to get out of this uh, yeah old patterns because I went like one week I was there and the next week it it was like the same again and he, he just told me you cannot expect to to happen in it in in several weeks you were just walking around like uh, yeah like an 80 or 100 year old man like not in a good posture so over 20 years it, it cannot be healed in in a couple of days so you have to put work in it and first you have to be patient and trust the process trust yeah trust his therapy and um, yeah because what he said when I, for example, when I went to gym before that, I did some some exercises with, with these machines, these gym machines, and then um, then he said it, it was totally wrong. The idea was good to to do some movement, but because my body was not able to react in a in a right way to it, it got it got me more into pain. Okay. Yeah. So and and I wasn't realizing that. Before. In, in that very moment, because I just thought, ah, I do something fitness gym for my body, ah, that's good. But after that, I often had headaches, and I was thinking, huh, what's wrong? But I was saying, to me, ah, probably it's just part of the process that I have to experience pain now because it's getting better. But it was exactly this <laughs> in the other direction. It was getting worse because oh. my body wasn't, yeah, wasn't. Um, in a good position to do this, the, these exercises. Okay. So uh, I think that that was like uh, and like an aha moment for me when I went to this osteopath, because before that, for me, it's it's unbelievable, unbelievable that he was the first who, who told me told me that, who looked at me at the whole body, not just. Every specialist was just saying, oh, your hip is like, it's not well, you have to look at this, or your spine, or your shoulders, but nobody before was looking as, as yes, at me as a person, as a whole person, a holistic person. So, and that, that 
for me it wasn't really an aha moment but at the same time I was thinking or saying myself but what what are these other specialists doing why are they have really good educations so why are not are they not seeing this this was just like no, why, no, no. why I had yeah. to go through <laughs> all this this yeah this bumpy road to to come to this answer <laughs> it's a journey yeah. <laughs> so these are my thoughts about yeah my my experiences. So, so uh, after you met this guy, how long did it take, and before you started feeling better? It took probably a couple of months, three or four months, I would say, probably. Right. So between him and your therapist, getting over past. Um, issues that you were dealing with you, you feel like those are the two major and exercise this movement culture yeah three I of think the major things like, yeah this this tri yeah this triangle you could say like these two therapists and the, yeah the movement culture it's just like movement itself is like a therapy because after i i, I really like to go into our park that's just next to our to our apartment so when i'm moving around there just doing some funny stuff, some, <laughs> yeah, some stuff that people are looking at me just thinking, oh, what, what the heck is he doing? It's so <laughs> weird positions and haven't, they haven't seen that stuff before. So, but for me, it's just like, it's just like relief. It's, mm -hmm. it's a real relief. And I, I remarked that, um, I, I can just uh, speak for myself, but I remarked that my body really needs this movement and it's it's a therapy for my mind as well as for my body it's mm. not just for my body when i'm moving it's also for my mind and wow. i think that's like a, a great or a big dis discovery for me do you feel it changes patterning in your mind or creates new pathways yeah it's, it's just like i'm it's like a feeling of freedom, I would say. It's just mm, like okay. I'm feeling like that—that's probably you could say it's like my my true nature. You could say probably that's my true nature, and that's why I feel that good. Just like relieved, like free floating, like being create creative, like. Yeah, not, not thinking about the others, what are they thinking about me, just mm. being myself, express myself. I think that, that are all parts of it that, that yeah, are creating this, this, this really great feeling. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a dance or an, an art expression, this, this movement practice. And on your own, just having the ability to... Um, one of your guests was talking, on your podcast, was talking about how it's um, how you're creating, how you have to figure it out sometimes on your own, like you talked about. Yeah. How no one can tell you how it's going to work, and you have to become a child again and learn to play again. Yeah, exactly. I think it's 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 a lot of this this plays. Yeah, this play approach that also the portal is uh, is following. He he calls it like serious play. Because you're playing, but and you're having fun, but at the same time, it's also like you're digging deep, you're dis 
discovering new stuff. You, you, you try to evolve yourself. So um, it's fun and seriousness at, at the same time. That's art. That sounds like a real art to me. <laughs> sounds yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it, it is. Tell me about your podcast. Tell everyone about your podcast because it's a tremendous <laughs> service. And guys, anyone that's listening to this podcast, you go to his podcast and let me tell you, incredible information and he's going to keep pumping it out. He's a very motivated guy and he's got connections with wonderful people. So let us know. Tell us about your podcast. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah, as I said, I had this feeling for a long time in me like I want to want to help others because as as you all know now more or less my story it was like a long one and this, the, this journey still has to go on and I just told myself yeah I want to provide something for for all human beings who are out there and are facing the same problems that I had and that I am still having so I think Part of the problem of back pain is that a lot of people are not connected that much to other people with back pains or not communicating about it. What's, yeah, what are they, what the issues are. So I think a lot of people are feeling themselves isolated and uh, being alone with this problem. And I want to really to speak to, to all of these people and also to the people who, who had suffered for a long time of, um, of back pains, who went through a lot of difficulties, went to a lot of different therapists and haven't found um, a sustainable way to, to overcome it. So, and also to people who who are willing to do an effort because you cannot just go to therapy and then lay back on your coach, couch and, and waiting to, to be successful. So you you have to yeah, you have to take responsibility for for your body. I think that's that's really important. And the, yeah that's what's my podcast about. I wanna talk to people showing them ways, opportunities, how other people look at this specific problem, what are their experiences, what are their struggles, um, with, with what kind of people are they working together, in which uh, work environment are they integrated in. So I think, I or not I'm thinking, I'm sure that Society also is a part of this. The health systems in, in all the countries are also part of, of back problems. So I also want to, to, to give my audience a big picture of, of back pains because mm. it's not just an individual problem. It's like a problem of our culture, of our society, of our modern society, I'd say. And... Yeah, just probably also giving input to to politics, to how we could change our environments to yeah to to make it more more how you could say yeah more fitted to to our body to our nature. 
that that's what I, what it's all about. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> I I believe yeah that that changing our culture, you know, step by step, little steps, the way we go about our lives. Um, and you have a unique unique perspective because you work um, because of your job, your position. How does that tell us like exactly what you do and how that that information that you have and how that yeah exactly <laughs> I'd love to it's just like my I'm responsible in uh, as you mentioned I'm working in a health insurance company in Switzerland and I'm responsible for integrated care that means my job is to make health workers to work together more closely, more efficiently, to communicate more with each other, to to happen or to, to integrate an understanding of the other work. So um, I, I'm facing like the, the same problems that I've faced myself with my back pains, I'm facing now in my job because I see like there's a lack of communication out there. People are looking at, at their patients normally good when they are in their uh, institutions, but as soon as they left the institution or, or even before they enter into this very uh, own environment, they're not that interested in, in that person. And there are, uh, are a lot of incentives out there like uh, economic incentives, uh, financial in incentives that are probably not the best ones to, to happen the best outcome to the patient. And um, yeah, there is a lot of administration involved in it. I, I can, uh, surely I can um, speak uh, with, with most confidence about uh, Switzerland because I know this, the health sales system in Switzerland uh, really well so um, we have like uh, a really big law <laughs> the uh, I, I, I don't know how to, uh, is how it's called in English but I would say like health insurance law something like, like this and um, because uh, health insurance is mandatory in, in Switzerland so everyone is is has an health ha, has an health insurance so um, yeah there are like a lot of, it's like, I see it like an, um, a problem, an economic problem, a problem of the society, as I said, a problem of the culture, a problem of incentives. There are so a lot of different parts of it that it's not easy to, yeah, to integrate, to coordinate all these players in the health sector because it's so much specialization out there, mm -hmm. as I mentioned before. So <laughs> the specialist just is looking at this very, very specific, tiny little uh, part of the body, but he's lost the whole picture. So, um, yeah, that, that's what, see, what I'm seeing out there. And, of course, um, money is always like, um, yeah, a, a big incentive for a lot of people. And it's not always uh, the patient who are they interested in. It's more like to, it's more the business to run, um, yeah, economy uh, in a in a financial uh, 
good way, mm -hmm. I'd say. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's a very, yeah, very similar issue with, um, with uh, public health and um, uh, uh, hospitals and how patients are treated with specialists. Like uh, when I was being treated, I went to a gastroenterologist and a rheumatologist and a, um, you know, chiropractor and a uh, physiotherapist, and neither of them had the same consistent information about me from each other. And x-rays were never shared, blood work was never shared, and neither of them understood anything about um, the gastroenterologist. They didn't understand about the digestive system. They didn't so the full system isn't, isn't integrated. And I guess the same thing with the, who's governing, like you said, who's governing it. With all the specialists, they're not seeing the full picture. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it just got into my mind, as, as you are from Canada, um, uh, it's just, uh, um, yeah, some people of Canada just went to Switzerland. I think it was from a, from a university, and they did a, like, a three-day workshop here in Switzerland about uh, integrated care. And they, it's an interesting um, approach. They now... We try in Switzerland, or there's a movement that's trying to integrate more integration into ed education, because they're saying there are um, there are doctors, there are physiotherapists, there are chiropractors, and so on. And um, when they are working, all out of the sudden they have to work together. But before, during education, the, the, they haven't seen each other for for years. So how to expect them to work together when they do not have the understanding for the other profession? Wow. So now there are like this, there's this approach, this movement to, you know, to get these different health workers to understand each other. And I think that's, that's an interesting way and a good way to, yeah, to, to improve the situation in, in future. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a step in the right direction. And, and I do have to say, I, I, I am very grateful for um, our medical system in, in Canada and, and the research that's taking place all over the world. I mean, it's, it's gotten me out of a lot of pain and I'm grateful I can go to a doctor and they can help me out. I just have to say that, you know what I mean? I, like, but yes, I do see that specializing is, uh, becomes an issue. Um, so, like, in, in wrapping up the show here, a couple more questions like I'd love to ask you. Um, of course. Um, but first of all, is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to, um, to say or add at this point? I think for me the most important thing is that we, we need to get in touch again with our bodies to understand how how our body works so and that's we need to engage with it and to treat it as ourselves i think most of, most people are just like living like living outside their own bodies they they have lost this this connection and i think that's like most probably the the very first step to do if you want to to get more healthy, I think to have an understanding of 
of your body mentally and um, physically. So, um, because when, when you go to, to a doctor, of course, he, he's asking you stuff, and then probably you, you have some ideas, but if you don't know your body, how, how can you give them a right answer, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, just as I said, um, you, you have to do the work your own, specialists like, or therapists or movers or whoever can, can show you ways, opportunities, um, how to deal with it, how to engage with your body, how to reconnect with your body, but the work you have to do yourself. And I think this is the point where a lot of people are struggling. And that's also um, a part in my show I wanted to cover is how to, to motivate, how to engage people to overcome this threshold, to, to engage with, with this body again, like to, to make this, this yet to happen this reconnection again. And it's like, we, we all have like our lives and our stuff and a lot of excuses, but I think we, we need a way how to, to integrate movement in, in a sustainable way in our everyday life. I think that's important. And I know from myself, as I try to do it, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. You have family, you have work, you have hobbies, you have friends. And you should do your movements, so <laughs> there are a lot of stuff. But probably we we prioritize not not in, in the right order. Mm-hmm. I think that that could be a problem. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, how your your guest on the show is talking about how movement um, would be great if it became your life. So you're always integrating it. Um, eating, sitting down on the ground, or or whenever you have a chance, getting down on the ground, moving, lying down, um, and and as you said, as it becomes more accepted in our culture, then with our friends, when we get together, we could do those movement exercises rather than maybe going to the bar all night. Who knows? Or maybe we go to the bar and then you do some movement stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like. I, I really, I really am a person who likes good food and, ha, you know, who's having a good glass of wine. Absolutely. But besides that, when you, I really uh, discovered this now because I got more aware of it. When you're going to to a, a dinner party or whatever, it's just like normally you just are sitting around for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And as I said. I love the drinking, I love the eating, but besides that, you're just like, yeah, fixed on your on your chair and <laughs> just moving your your mouth. Yeah. So um, probably there there should should also happen a change. That's why I always like to have kids around. All right, they, they cannot sit that long on a chair. They they have this this natural connection still with their body. They need to move around. Yeah, to 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 cry, to do yeah funny things. So uh, really, then I, I really like to engage <laughs> with kids. Mm. So because that's like my excuse to 
yeah, to look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, it's, yeah, it's your it's, alibi. It's more simple, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I definitely, I want to ask you uh, if you could go back in time. And uh, when you were searching to all your therapists and looking for answers, and perhaps you were frustrated or uh, not getting the results you were looking for, if you could go back, tap yourself on the shoulder, and give yourself a little bit of advice, what would it be? Yeah, good question. Um, I probably first I can say I once read like um, an article just about more or less this this kind of question, and it, it was the conclusion was just like when you go back to this very moment, you will be exactly the same person that you were in this very moment <laughs> so you wouldn't change anything because <laughs> you understand right but, but of course i know what, what you want to say and uh, just a uh, yeah, little <laughs> excursion there um i as i mentioned before i think i really would have someone to tell me to connect with my body again i think that that, that was like the the missing part of the puzzle I still not, uh, I still not have finished this this, this journey, but I, I really try and um, yeah, because when you're listening to your body, normally he gives you the answer. Mm -hmm. There is a reason you have pain, and a lot of people are thinking that pains is or pain is something bad, but it it, it hasn't it hasn't to be something bad. It's it's a sign, and and yeah, a, a red sign that you your body is giving you, but you have to listen to it. So you, you can work with this information your body is giving you. But of course you have to know how to handle it. And I think that's that's the knowledge I, I would like to have me yeah in in the in this very moment, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be troubling though if you if you went back and you were the same person. And then you'd be caught in this <laughs> eternal loop. <laughs> like, you didn't learn anything. That's, of course, I'm the same person. Um, but if you could make a clone of yourself. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Um, well, I, I mean, if there's, if there's anything else you'd like to pass on, if, there is, if there's anything else or if there's not, no, I think I have pretty much shared everything so far I, I had in mind. Thank you. I think so, yeah. Okay, brother. Simon, <laughs> it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show and spreading your wisdom. And I recommend everybody go over to Back Pain Movement uh, with Simon Schmidt. Uh, he's, he's already got how many episodes do you have up? Uh, sevens are up and still, I think, four in the can. Four in the can, <laughs> yeah. And they'll just be more and more and more. So another great resource for folks who are experiencing back pain. Simon, thank you so much. And uh, I'll talk to you later on. Yeah, thank you, Michael. It was an honor, honor to be in your show. It was, really was a great talk. Thank you. Thank you.